and welcome to another episode of Sustainable Solutions with Planet Aid, the podcast that delves deep into the most pressing issues facing our planet and communities today. Join us every month as we embark on a journey of discovery, hope, and change. Please don't forget to like this episode, share, and most of all, hit that subscribe button. And now your host, Planet Aid's communication and content specialist, Monica Johnson. Hello, and thank you for watching Sustainable Solutions with Planet Aid. I'm Monica Johnson, and I'm going to be your guide on this journey as we take challenging situations and try to simplify them. So in this podcast, we're going to be exploring some of the critical challenges our world faces from the environment to poverty and education barriers to agriculture, gender disparity, community development, and health and wellness. And as we talk to, we're going to be talking to and learning from incredible individuals and organizations at the forefront of developing and implementing sustainable solutions to these very issues and ones that are making a real impact. So change is not only possible, but essential. And it begins with understanding, inspiration, and action. Today, we're going to be talking to Emis Tawashe, Marketing and Personal Relations Manager for Garson & Shaw. And Planet Aid works with Garson & Shaw to resell our donated clothing, the ones that we receive from our yellow bins and donation centers. So we want to welcome you. Welcome, Emis. Hi. <laughs> Just wanted to ask a couple of questions because, you know, we do deal in, uh, we do deal in recycling and also reuse. So can you explain the concept of the clothing circular economy and its importance? Of course, a uh, circular economy in regards to clothing is the concept of clothes being used and reused as many times as possible. And then once they're no longer being able to be used and they're recycled. And it's really important to minimize textile waste and to save natural resources. Okay, so tell me a little bit about what the problems are that communities are facing due to clothing waste. According to the EPA, about only 15% of clothes are actually recycled or reused. The remaining percentage, 85%, and we're talking about, about um, 81.5 pounds per person per year are actually being dumped in the landfills. So these clothes in the landfills, they produce uh, toxic chemicals. They um, generate um, dyes and mi microplastics that are released into the water systems. They're released into the soil and it damages our agriculture, it damages our ecosystems, it damages our uh, wildlife. Wow. And just those numbers are kind of astounding, just even thinking about the fact that it's like uh, so much going to the landfill. That's, exactly. It's kind of crazy just to think about that on a yearly it basis. Crazy. It's crazy to think that, you know, we actually dumped all these clothes. Most people don't have the thought, oh, I'm going to donate it or I'm going to use it as much as I possibly can or I'll save it for my next child or give it to my cousin. They just like, oh, well, I need to purchase a new piece of clothing because the new style is in. So I'm just going to dump this and then move on with my life. And, it, and it's funny because one of the things that we want to do is kind of make people think about the fact that 
there are options that doesn't have to go into the into the trash. There's there's somebody who can use it over again exactly. and it'll be new to them and they'll appreciate it and they'll love exactly. it. Exactly. Right. So how does Garson and Shaw um, impact the clothing circular economy? So our mission is to reduce textile waste. And basically we connect the, the clothes that you no longer need with the people who can actually give them a second life, a third, a fourth, a, you know, in most countries where we send these clothes to, they, they use these pieces of clothing for a very long time. Also because the mindset is a little different, right? Yes. Yes. So people will have the tendency to just keep their clothes until really there's no more ways of of using it, of wearing it. They're not like the U.S. You know, the U.S. is very much like let's purchase new clothes. Excuse me. Let's purchase new clothes because there's new styles. Also, it's a lot more affordable for the U.S. to purchase all these new clothes, whereas other countries don't have that much of an income that they can focus in buying new clothes. So instead they buy these used clothes and they use it until it's really to its last threats. And you know what is so interesting about that? Because I know that that, that was something that uh, the U.S. used to do in some form or fashion, maybe a couple of generations ago, because I think about how people used to mend things, you know, over and over and over again um, right. to get that most wear out of it. But what would you say is Planet Aid's contribution to the clothing circular economy? Well, Planet Aid, we work with Planet Aid and um, you guys collect the goods. And that way we are able to rehome these goods because we work together. And um, if we had no collections, then we would have nowhere, nobody to, to no clothes to send over or to you know, sell. So you guys are a big, big, big part of this circular economy. What can you say that are some of the initiatives that uh, and programs Garson and Shaw offer to promote engagement with the circular economy? So we are currently and we've always been trying to bring awareness to uh, the countries other countries and the U.S. about the importance of textile reusing and about reducing the textile waste. Uh, We actually recently uh, released a report in April about the positive impact in the uh, economy and the social uh, aspects of uh, what secondhand clothing has for different countries in Central America, um, Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, and Nicaragua. And we're working on another independent research to to share the positive environmental impact that secondhand clothing has for all these countries and others. It's amazing because I did go to that conference in Costa Rica and it was amazing to hear some of the um, the, the speakers who talked about just how important um, the secondhand industry is there, you know, and yes. it's it, it, it's not a footnote, I would say, in the U.S., but it's so important in those countries. Oh, yes, it is very, very important. And just speaking about, I mean, just just throw a number here, but. It, it, it provided in 2021, we saw that it provided 3 million jobs in these countries. Mm, so that's, that's a lot of people that are being employed, that are able to provide for their home, that are able to provide their, their children 
you know, a, a better livelihood and even education, because through this, they're able to provide them better education. So not only are you bettering the individuals, but communities as well. And I love that. That's the other part of the circular economy, just making everything kind of just be equal in the fact that you get the reused clothing and it is able to be resold and then it's able to go into the economy of the people who are selling it and and, and everybody kind of benefits from it. Yes, yes. A lot of people benefit from this. Like you said, you know, it's not just it's not just that individual that purchases it. It's a person who sells it. It's the person who who is in the logistics. It's the wholesaler. It's you know, there are so many playing parts in it. And all of these people actually have a job because of it. Right. So how can individuals and organizations actively participate in the clothing circular economy? I think it's um, it's really easy as just start with reusing whatever you have, you know, instead of selling, I mean, sorry, instead of throwing away that sweater that you, you, you don't want anymore because you think there's a new one that's better or the new style is in, don't throw it away, donate it or give it away to someone who might need it um, in your family or do a clothing swap with your friends. You know, it's really simple. It's just really tiny steps that make a big difference. And as a, as a, as a whole, you know, and even as organizations, they can do a clothing drive and donate those clothes that they have, you know, acquired through that clothing drive. And, you know, it's very interesting because I know that on uh, universities, a lot of the universities are now incorporating things like clothing swaps and doing a lot of clothing drives and things like that as well. Um, What impact has engagement with Garson and Shaw had on individuals and communities and businesses? By connecting the things you no longer need with the people who can give them a second life, we support uh, circular economy in all its phases. Like we were just talking a little bit earlier, um, the secondhand clothing industry impacts the economy of an individual who needs to dress their family and they cannot afford to purchase new clothes. So now they have a more accessible and affordable piece of clothing that they can purchase for their family. It also impacts um, individuals who sell at the market per se in Guatemala. And so it then impacts the whole community because these people are able to send their children to get an education to provide a better livelihood for them. So we see that the secondhand clothing industry doesn't just impact in a positive way, the environment by reducing textile waste, but also it impacts the economic and the social aspect of individuals, of communities, of businesses. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Um, what are the challenges and opportunities in further advancing the clothing and circular economy? Um, I think that one of the biggest challenge is misinformation. There's a lot of misinformation out there. And uh, they claim that secondhand clothes are the problem in landfills where we actually think and we believe that we are the solution. If we reuse clothing, then clothes don't have to end up in the landfill. So instead of purchasing these clothes that we buy at fast fashion that are fast fashion and we just dump them, we reuse them and we reuse them. And then we send them to recycling when they are no longer being able to be worn. Then we're not 
contributing to the landfill, we're actually contributing to the circular economy of clothing. That's really good because, I mean, fast fashion is just the thing. <laughs> and um, just you, we can all think of those names that are so <laughs> entrenched in our society right now as far yes. as fast fashion. Yes. Um, and, and these are the things that are leading to a lot of clothing just being in the landfill. And it's, also just uh, we can't escape the fact that it's the mindset. It's the mindset of being so um, disposable. Exactly. And, and if we look at the fact that there are so many issues when we feed into that fast fashion mindset, um, that it you have to look at the ending uh, instead of just looking at the, the, the first part of it. I want to get a great outfit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> um, and I think it's also... The outfit. Yeah, I think it's also that mindset. Not not mm -hmm. only that it's disposable, because people. I feel like most people will, don't think about it being as disposable. They just think about, well, I want to be in fashion. And right. they're looking through all these social media things and all of these people showing all these new clothes. And they're like, oh, I want that. And I want that. And I want that. And mm -hmm. it's, it's not about um, materialistic. You know, yeah. it, it should be about how can do you have what you need and how much time can you give life to that piece of clothing? You know, how, how much longer can it be around instead of just being disposed because you saw the new trending shirt on TikTok? Right, right. Very good. I love that point because that talks to a word that we've been hearing a lot about, consumption. And when is it ever enough, right? Exactly. <laughs> so how can listeners personally get involved in promoting a more sustainable clothing industry? just reduce your consumption. You know, there's, there's no need for so much consumption, reduce the consumption of all these fast fashion clothes or just purchasing new clothes and new clothes, reduce that and start donating to um, charities or to planet aid or to other companies, um, right. organizations that, uh, you know, take collect clothing and do hand-me-downs, just reduce the full-on consumption, and that's going to help a lot with the uh, circular economy. And I just love when I see things like that on, uh, like TikTok or 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 uh, the reels or something like that, where where people are talking about thrift stores and how thrift stores are, are just the thing to be able to shop at because these are these thrift stores are really giving a second life, and there's great stuff in thrift stores, in consignment yes. stores, and vintage stores. Oh my goodness! Yes. <laughs> Yes, and I've, I've heard that a lot, too, of uh, people that find all these really good, you know, um, vintage clothing in thrift yeah. stores. Mm -hmm. So there's always a way. There's there's definitely ways to dress in style or dress the way you want to dress, um, you know, like whatever your outfit wants, what you want it to be. There's ways without having to consume new clothing. Absolutely. I would probably say 80% of my wardrobe is, is from a thrift store, which yeah. I don't know if I'm outing myself on this, but yeah, it really yeah. is. <laughs> I love thrift shopping. Um, so how does consumer behavior and demand influence the success of the clothing circular economy? So um, I was looking through some statistics and um, in 2022, Shane for example, produce 300,000 individual new styles. That is so many styles that are just completely not necessary. And according to the UN, eight to 10% of carbon emissions 
are from uh, fast fashion industry. So if consumers really realize that consumption is not, it's not the way and it's not necessary, you know, well, I mean, the high amount of consumption is not necessary and we care about the environment. We care about our future. We care about ethics and basic human rights. Then we can focus in using and reusing as much as possible what we already have in our closets or what we can find at a thrift store. And that way we reduce textile waste and we influence and we support the circular economy of clothing. You know, one of the things that you said is ethics. And and I think a lot about the fact that, you know, there is a lot of human rights issues that are are tied to that as well, tied to some of this fast fashion and so that's another thing to think about when just trying to purchase fast fashion so much. And I would encourage anybody to kind of just read up on that, to read up on some of the human rights uh, issues that go along with fast fashion as well. Yeah. So beyond um, collaboration between Planet Aid and Garson and Shaw, are there any specific partnerships that have been instrumental in advancing the clothing circular economy? So Garson and Shell um, hold some uh, events and we were talking about that event earlier okay. and where we invite suppliers, we invite customers, even people from the logistics support. When we talk about every kind of different aspect of the secondhand clothing industry and that way we support each other and we because we know that we are essential for that circular economy of clothing. And we're also members, Garson and Shaw is also a member of the American Chamber of Commerce, which allows us to have a close relationship with one of the biggest importers of secondhand clothing. And we are also um, members of SMART, which is a group of companies that reuse and recycle, and they come together on a yearly basis to advance the clothing circular economy. That's great. What role do regulators and policymakers play in shaping the clothing circular economy? Regular, uh, regulators and policymakers have a really big role. Um, if governments, if policymakers realized the big and positive impact that secondhand clothing has for their countries in the aspect of environment, social and economic, then they would support um, all these policies that would ease and that would support the actual circular economy of clothing. Uh, sometimes they'll ban, you know, they'll start placing bans and restricting the secondhand clothing imports or sell and because of misinformation. So we know that that causes the circular economy of clothing to suffer. And now fast fashion is, has the upper hand with environmental, social, and economic negative impacts. Wow. And I, I would also just ask the question, what about, what about organizations? What, do they, what role do they play as far as lobbying for themselves? They have a big, they have a big role, and that is one of the reasons why Garson and Shaw is um, has asked for that independent research 
for the economic and social impact that secondhand clothing has in these countries. And now we're working on the second research about the environmental impact, because if we don't lobby for ourselves, if we don't put the facts out there and we don't um, approach uh policymakers, we don't approach the governments about these facts, then, then you know what? Organizations like fast fashion organizations have, you know, a say over this. So if we don't speak for ourselves, then who will? Right. Very good. Very good. Haley, I'd just like to ask, uh, what did, what did, did you have any comments to talk about just with, with the conversation that we've been having? One one thing I wanted to try to uh, tease out here um, is uh, obviously donating your clothes instead of dumping them is very important, but it also matters who you donate to. Um, so, for example, Planet Aid is a nonprofit, and so the net revenue that we get from collecting and reselling these clothes goes to nonprofit endeavors um, to promote education, sustainable agriculture, environmental protection, uh, community development across the world. So uh, I just put that out there as a plug for Planet Aid. Where you donate the clothes does matter. If you do a little homework, make sure you're donating to a nonprofit so that the value of those clothes, the inherent value of those secondhand clothes uh, are realized. Um, beyond just going into a for-profit company's pockets. Right. Yeah, well, they have a bigger impact, right? Yes, we can leverage the value of those secondhand clothes a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and I'm just wondering, um, it, we were talking before the podcast started, uh, Garson and Shaw has been around for 25 years, uh, coming up on 26 years. Um, have you noticed any movement in terms of more people recycling textiles? I know like Massachusetts instituted a textile dumping ban. Um, so, you know, I, and I know that there's other, uh, initiatives like this around the country. So I'm just wondering if you're seeing uh, any trends. I've heard that 15%, only 15% get recycled, uh, you know, as long as I've been at Planet Aid. And I'm just wondering, it, are we seeing any trends? Is that going to 20% anytime soon? Or uh, is so much fast fashion being created that we're just chasing that? Um, I'm just wondering what you're seeing. You know, demand has been growing and organizations like Planet Aid have been able to supply that demand, which means that more people are recycling and more people are donating and reusing their clothes. So I would say, yes, I don't have the statistics to prove it, <laughs> you know, um, but let's let's hope and see that in, in a couple of years or so when the EPA does their research again and they, they provide their statistics, then we can see that there's an, you know, an increase in that percentage. We'll uh, take that anecdotal evidence as a grain of hope here, <laughs> and we'll see what, what sort of empirical evidence we can get. Um, and then you also talked about raising awareness. Uh, I think this is something, again, I don't know that we have the empirical data to show, but uh, you know, as far as me and my experience, um, it seems like more and more people are becoming aware of um, some of the environmental uh, you know crisis that we're really facing and taking action. And I'm just wondering if you see that on your end as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we've seen that in, uh, people are being more interested in sustainable fashion, whether that's, you know, the 
the reuse and the recycle of clothing or even purchasing clothing that is actually sustainable, that has organic cotton or that has, you know, just sustainable materials, recycled materials in them. So I think people really are becoming more aware of the negative impact that, you know, creating all these new clothes is having on our environment. So, yeah, I, I do believe that. And I know that it's tough raising awareness around that because you're facing, you know, you're up against TikTok and Instagram and, yeah. um, you know, all these other yeah, uh, very influential. Yeah. It, I mean, it's huge. It's really, mm. it's really big, but you know what, like little by little, you know, just take one step at a time and, and, and we'll get there. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of stories I, I would imagine with the fact that people are reselling, um, quality of life stories, how people's quality of lives have, have changed because they're able to resell. Can you kind of give us a little insight into that? Because that is the human factor of all of this is that people's lives change because of the fact that they can have an outlet to be able to get more income. Yeah. Um, through that research that we did in Central America, we saw a lot of um, people who were actually selling clothes in the markets. And these people are able to provide a livelihood for their families. They have a better life because now they have um, a steady income that they can provide for their families, that they can give them a better education, that they can have them live in a better um, neighborhood, you know, and just just have them in a better place to live. So I, I think that, yeah, it gives them a better way of life through the secondhand clothing that they wouldn't otherwise have it. There was a case um, of her name, of, I can't, Teresa de Jesus, I remember her name. Uh, she, she said in her interview that she had been doing secondhand clothes for a while and then she would move on to other to other, you know, types of businesses, but then she was always coming back to the secondhand clothes. So we can see that even for her, it was the best way to provide for her family was secondhand clothing. Very good. And, and I think that Planet Aid donors can really take a lot of pride in that as well, because they made the decision to, 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 uh, you know, not (laughs) dump their clothes, but to, to see a, um, see a, a better in game for somebody else. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> um, and I just have one more question and just, um, you know, what's always impressed me since I've uh, started in this uh, industry is just the scale of this. Um, I think we mentioned, you know, planet aid last year collected uh, 60 million pounds of clothes. And that wasn't even our, best year, uh, you know, mm-hmm. still kind of coming out of some of the COVID challenges. Yeah. Um, but I think to date, we've been looking at the database. Um, we estimate around 1.7 billion pounds uh, we've collected and sold to Garson and Shaw. And we're just one of your, we're just one entity that's selling to you, right? I'm you know, curious, you're talking about millions of people abroad who make a livelihood out of this. Um, can you Give us some context. It's hard to even conceptualize 1.7 billion pounds of clothes. But um, can you just wow us with some of the numbers and scale of this operation? <laughs> um, so we know that in, in 2021, for example, Guatemala, they imported 130,000 tons of used clothing. 
And it generated all of these second hand clothes, generated 3 million jobs in four different countries. So, I mean, that just gives you a little bit of perspective in of how big the impact is and how big, you know, how big secondhand clothing industry really is. You know, uh, it's very funny because also when I was in Costa Rica at that conference, I heard about a um a store, <laughs> the thrift store that is so huge, a mega paca, mm-hmm. and uh, and just the scale of that uh, store and and how it's it's like a Walmart of yeah, <laughs> of, of of thrift store things and and they're super stylish as well. So yeah, I would imagine, and that's something that we haven't really heard about in the United States, but yet and still it's a huge thing and employs yeah. a lot of people. Um, in Central America, yeah. According to that report that we um, that we have, eighty um, percent of people in Nicaragua wear secondhand clothing. Mm-hmm. So that's a really big percentage of of people wearing the secondhand clothes. If we could only get the U.S. to that same percentage, <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, just um, it's sort of in the. Um, same vein, I just the last comment is just uh, thinking again about the scale of this thing, massive, mm-hmm. um, the amount of clothes, the amount of money, the amount of people who make livings. Um, and we're only talking about we recycle 15% in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine if we could just get that up to 25% or 30%. Right. I mean, the yeah. uh, impact is just huge. Yeah. And I mean, not just the U.S., you know, like worldwide you know what would be the impact if people were increasing their reuse and their recycling uh, right. you know ways of of living mm-hmm. lots of potential yeah. very much yeah well we want to thank you for joining us today thank you for all that information it's great information and it's a lot to think about and um definitely something that we can contemplate about our behaviors and our stewardship as far as our clothing and our, our, our clothing behavior. So thank you also for you joining us today for this episode of Sustainable thank Solutions. You. With thank you for having me. And, oh, of course, of course. <laughs> and we hope that our audience will have been inspired by the ideas that we've explored today. And we also encourage you as our audience to search for sustainable solutions that you can pursue and be a good steward in your neck of the woods and beyond. Haley? Yeah, thanks so much. I mean, talk about an easy way to make a difference um, and make the world a little bit more sustainable. Simply drop off your clothes in a bin instead of dumping them in the trash. Uh, And uh, I think the more people understand the impact they can have and the value of this, um, the easier it is uh, to sort of convey the um, value and, and get them to act. So hopefully mm-hmm. we can help with that as well. Um, but yeah, thank you, Monica. Thanks to our guests. Uh, a few reminders to our listeners on the way out. Uh, if you want to stay connected with us, stay informed about the latest sustainable solutions. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and please share it with your friends, family, and colleagues. Together, we can make a difference. Remember, change starts with awareness and action. So let's keep the conversation going. Feel free to reach out to us on social media through our website and share your thoughts, ideas, and stories with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for tuning in. Mm-hmm.